Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, listeners. This is Anusha Battersby of the Magnus Protocol, letting you know about the latest Rusty Quillivisional podcast on Neon Inkwell, The Pit Below Paradise. The Pit Below Paradise is a US coming of age tale set years in the future in the ruins of a burnt world. Small communities struggle in the ashes, and in Paradise Village, Dorian is set to sacrifice himself for the hope of a better tomorrow. At least, that's what he thought. But when the date of prophecy is pulled into question, Dorian's whole world is turned on its side. Forced to attend college to keep up appearances, Dorian meets Will, a former gravedigger with no reason to suspect his vibrant new roommate might soon be facing death, and Ruth, a returned runaway trying to make peace with the past. As Dory only just starts to learn about herself, she is forced to choose whether she still believes everything she was told growing up, or whether she wants to place her trust in a wider, more daunting world that she's only just come to know. The Pit Below Paradise is available now on Neon Inkwell, our ongoing home for full cast fiction podcasts, written by creators from all around the world. Just search Neon Inkwell wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Sophia Sardino, Cecil Goodwin, Nell, Masha Weber, James Candelino, Kit Buss, Rocket Corgi, Terence Rollin Withergrand, Connor Adelaide, Rowan Gray, Liz McGregor, Yala Saeed Haas, HHHH, Ex Libris Crow, Ryan Norrie, Ivana A. Villamil, Dump Bucket, O55K, Brianna Sveum, Sam. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Hello again. It's still us. I say still, if you've started listening here rather than the last episode, don't. It might be interesting. Don't let Johnny tell you what to do. Don't don't live your best life. Jump in in the middle of the story. Don't understand anything. Middle of the episode. So this is episode two of our Dusk Hollow PD actual play. There's been a murder. <gasps> no, it's not a surprise. You guys have been investigating it for like an hour now. What? Still maintain it's just a massive heart attack, just an enormous heart attack. In the sense that something attacked his heart in a weird way, mm. then yes. Definitely the housekeeper. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with the poison broth that you insisted on guzzling. <laughs> I was like a hungry, kid at a candy okay? store. Is that just because Sasha was hungry? Yes, it's entirely oh, because no. Sasha was so hungry. Hold on, so, so are you, are you saying... my character eat stew Do you, does... Gabrielle Schreiber believed that the stew might have been poisoned. No, because she did eat some and she's okay. still fine. Okay, cool. Wait, is she still fine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, well, let's say yeah. For now, she hasn't noticed any worrying symptoms, but we'll okay. see how she rolls, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Is she fine? Literally. It depends. What's your fortitude? <laughs> so, you have a few a few clues to follow up. Can we introduce uh, ourselves? Oh, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Ugh. It's fine. not how Johnny rolls in any show. Who she's are in. you? I, actually, in this system, I do basically no rolling. That's fine, because I hate what Alex said anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, Lowry, who are you? Oh, hello, I'm Lowry. I produce the Magnus Archives and I'm playing Emma Walensky. Conspiracy theorist. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Uh, no, very much <laughs> not extraordinary. I'm really good. Bargain bin, conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist, extraordinaire. <laughs> and Frank, who are you? Hi, I'm Frank. I voice Basira in the Magnus Archives, and I am playing Detective Sergeant Carl Hasselbeck. Alex, who are you? I am Alex Newell. I voice Martin, and I'm playing Archie Murdoch, who I'm rapidly coming to realise is... Martin's American cousin. He wasn't meant to be, but he just kind of is. Oh, no wonder I hate him. <laughs> and Sasha? I'm playing Gabrielle Schreiber. Yeah, but who, who are you? Oh, first? sorry, yeah, no, I'm Sasha. I'm still Sasha, me, Sasha. I play Georgie on the Magnus Archives, and I'm playing Gabrielle Schreiber, sceptic, again, of regular proportions. Yep. <laughs> and we are playing Dusk Hollow PD, a micro setting from MacGuffin and Company, which is myself and Sasha's games company. It's real all... good. Yeah, it is. It's really it good. Uh, and we're using the system The Cthulhu Hack by Paul Baldowski. We did another game of yours over on the gaming feed if you want to go yes, and listen actually, to that. But uh, I feel like that's, that's, is that an end of the episode plug that we should probably do? Yeah, Maybe. definitely. Yeah. Just do it every five minutes. Cross promotion. Gotta look at another feed. There's a weird energy in this room, and it's mainly coming from me. <laughs> That's an accurate statement. Yeah. So, last time you found a Bodie, there were all sorts of cool clues, mm-hmm. all sorts of interesting leads. Oh, were there? I mean, I don't know about all the rest of you, but I definitely didn't notice any clues whatsoever. That's fine. Well, uh, I'm covered in blood now. That's only because you took a nap in the garden. No, it was you didn't, that. You didn't take a nap in the garden. You, did, you didn't took take a nap on the corpse. You don't sleep. You can't sleep when you're on <laughs> duty. All you can do is shotgun coffee. It's true. It's, that's the rules. Probably. I don't think we put that in there, but. We didn't put that in there. Yeah, no one sleeps, they just drink coffee. Uh, That's not canon. (laughs) Definitely canon. Well, support us on Patreon, read the micro setting, and find out for yourself. (laughs) So, what's everyone's next move? Can I ask? So, all the information that we gathered. You you pretty much share it unless well, oh, unless yeah. there's a specific thing that you're like I'm not telling anyone else. I mean about I'm this. not telling anyone that I pocketed. Oh, that is hard to say. Pocketed some timetables. No, the, or that you put fine. goo everywhere. I that's think I got caught doing that. But yeah, but I'm assuming that you have shared the clue of the burnt timetable. Yes. From the waste paper bin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, geez, I mean, I don't I don't think I should necessarily be what with the one suggesting things, but I mean, you know, there's a there's a matchbook thing for a. A long drop, and we could, you know, with the... The last drop. The I long in, drop is a different pub. In character, it's, I definitely said the long drop. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair, that's fair. The long drop is a pub that is up over five storeys. It has a central sort of well that goes down all five of them, and no safety rails. I'm thinking we should probably check this, because with, with the cigarettes and the, and, mm. and the, with the, with the matchbooks and, and... I like your instincts, kid. Your theory, your theory with the heart, the exploding heart. That is a method they use. And she winks with both eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Out of sequence. (laughs) Okay, cool. So Walensky and Murdoch are going after the going to the last drop. What about you guys? Oh god, I I don't know that it's really there's much point investigating more at this point. It's clearly the housekeeper. Make the arrest kick kick up. I mean, are you making the arrest? No, we need more evidence. I mean, it's obviously the housekeeper. She found the body. No one can account for her whereabouts. She's cooked up some cock and ball story about some perp with a scar. 
well, that's convenient. Every fake perp's got a scar because you're bound to never find a blonde, tall, thin woman covered in blood with a scar over one eye. That's not going to happen. It's, she's just sending us on a wild goose chase. That's and I've spent enough like of that time on a wild goose chase before I came here chasing geese. Oh, it takes ages. Why were you chasing geese? They were criminals, hardened criminals. That that is not the job I sent you on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes the job finds you. (laughs) So, are you guys heading back to the police station? Are you following up a different lead? Are you also going to the last drop? Well, I have got Angela Grockle's address. Looks like she was in touch with the deceased quite a lot, so maybe that she's got some evidence against the housekeeper she might be able to tell us more about their relationship yeah could help us with our inquiries okay yeah let's start with frank and sasha hey larry that makes us the b team yeah (laughs) you pilot the police car and drive down the address for angela grockle is out in the suburbs of dust collar the rain continues to beat down but when you get out of the city it becomes less oppressive and more just drab Rows and rows of identical houses. Cars that... They just make you feel kind of sad. So less oppressive and more repressive, right? A little bit, little bit, little bit. All the windows, curtains closed, except they twitch sometimes, like someone's just looking out, staring at you as you roll by. Angela Grockle's house looks no different to any of the others. The only difference is that it is number 15. The one before it, number 13. The one after it, number 20. Where's 17 or 19? Who knows? Why is 20 on the wrong side of the road? Good questions all. Is there like a gap between the houses or does it just like, it's like semi-detached? I'm going to say that there is one house's space. There probably, there should, like, it looks like there should be a house, but that house is gone. You need to find Professor Dumbledore and he'll be able to tell you where it is and you'll be able to get in. No, he retired. He doesn't work for the force anymore. <sighs> he went to the long drop. Maybe we can get him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you vaguely recall one of the other detectives being assigned to some case out here where, like, a house had gone and they vanished as well. You know, it was a whole... I mean, it would have been a big thing, but, like, detectives vanish a lot, you know? Not as much as rookies, but, you know, a lot. So the house is very standard suburban home. Number 15 is on a plaque just outside in the shape of an old steam train. But then knock on the door. There's the sound of shuffling from inside and the door opens. Is it an elderly steam train? Well, she's not elderly. But uh, is she a steam but train? She is a steam... Oh, yeah, no, I should have said, no, she's not a steam train. Oh, she, is okay. a, she is a person. She's probably, like, maybe early 50s. Oh. Cardigan... Cordoy skirt, well maintained all over. Mm-hmm. Yes, can I uh, can I help you at all? You are Miss Grockle. Mrs. Grockle, yes. Angela Grockle. That's me, yes. Uh, yes. What, what's this about? Detectives. What's my name? Oh, again? hey, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hustleback. Hustleback. Thank you. Detectives Hustleback and Schreber. Oh, oh goodness. Uh, what, what can I do for you, detectives? Well, might we come in to discuss? Yes, no, no, please, absolutely. Would you like some tea, some coffee? Hot chocolate, tall glass of water, some juice, grape, mango, orange with chunks. Don't have any non-chunk orange juice, I'm afraid, if that's that's what you're desperately looking for. 
Anyway, come in, sit down. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just gently try not yeah, to leave blood everywhere. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, are you... Hold on, I'll get some more doilies. <laughs> she gets some more doilies and places them down. Just where, wherever you're about to touch, she'll just place down a doily. <laughs> Under each <laughs> foot as they yeah. hit the ground. <laughs> so, yes, please, uh, take a seat. What can I do for you? You were in contact with a Mr. Jeffrey Mariner? Jeffrey, yes, yes. Charming boy. Has something happened to him? He's dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That's very difficult to hear. You um, might want to have sat down for that, miss. It's too late for that, I'm afraid. Sorry, I was distracted by all the doilies. Right. Well, what brings you to, to my door? I mean, obviously I was friends with him. We, we, we communicated pretty regularly, but I'm not a suspect, am I? I am shocked. Shocked and innocent. <laughs> I mean, in my defence, I am both shocked and innocent. <laughs> Just ignore the voices in your head, ma'am. <laughs> no, she, she she volunteered that. Okay. Just yeah. you know, because it because it is in her defence. It's a strange thing to say, apropos of absolutely nothing. Well, I mean, there has been a murder. You said. <laughs> you're covered in blood. <laughs> and you're covered in blood. Did Mr. Marina have any enemies that you know of? Not that I, I know of. We didn't really talk much about uh, his personal life. What did you talk about? Oh, trains, mostly. I mean, do, do you know much about trains, Detective? I have been on several. Ah, it's fascinating, fascinating business, steam trains especially. It's all about the power of water, you see. It always used to be canals. Do you, do you, did you know that? There, were, there, was some, there was a decade when everyone was building canals, connecting the, the, the industry with canals. But that sort of water, slow, boring, useless. And then the train, the power of steam. You see detectives harnessing the power of steam to revolutionise the world. But people have forgotten with all this electricity. Sorry, that's a little bit of a hobby horse. I mean, of course, this is this is the sort of thing that we used to talk about by our, our letters, my, myself and uh, Jeffrey. I believe he was writing a book on it. Mm, yes, I did see uh, a manuscript. Could you both roll me smokes, actually, because we're having a we're having a bit of a chat. I don't think I've got a six. Frank can. Oh, no, no, smokes, out of flashlights. Flash yeah, uh, like, I'm, not giving, I'm, not, I'm not giving Frank well. any chance to, to pick up on any visual clues What's of this place. That's a, a seven. seven. Okay. Yeah, you're good, you're good. Ooh. Have a little bit of team spirit, Alex. No. <laughs> Failure is the best outcome. So, yes, anyway, I'm dreadfully sorry going off on one of my little rants. Obviously, it's not particularly relevant to your, your case. It's not relevant to your case, is it, detectives? Well, that remains to be seen. Oh, I see. Quickly, so. out of character, because I forgot to make some mm -hmm. notes. Um, wasn't there a particular kind of train that he was really... Yes, the British Rail Standards. Okay. BR Standards. And the letter that you found from Angela, the most recent one that Lowry found, seemed to... It seemed like it would have accompanied a package of some sort. It refers to here is. Mm -hmm. Perhaps an enormous 32 to 64 tonne package? Perhaps... A train package? I mean, I mean, probably not. Postal service is impressive, Alex. No, the case a... is, this case is coming together. It's very clear. What uh, happened is he had... perfect crime. Use a train to smuggle another train. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. Someone posted him a whole train, and he had a heart attack <laughs> from how happy he was at being posted a train. 
This case is solving itself. Oh, yeah, open and shut. Much like his chest. <laughs> hey oh. It's not very shut anymore. Did you know his housekeeper? She apparently handled a lot of his post. Not personally. I think he made reference to her sometimes. Nelson or Nelly or Napoleon. I, d- I don't really know. I don't remember. Neil, maybe? And do you remember what he said about her? Was it uh, positive, negative, neutral? He went into quite some detail about how she wasn't planning to kill him at any point uh, in <laughs> mm. the near or distant future, how much he, he trusted her with Very his convenient. life. Is that a joke, Mrs Grockle? Yes, of course. It's hardly in good taste, I'd say. Well, he had a very dark sense of humour. I'm sure he would appreciate it. Was that a joke? Yes, of course. He wouldn't stop saying how she's definitely <laughs> going to kill him. <laughs> wouldn't just go on and on. The deceased received a package from yourself, I believe. Oh, yes, the the the, the captain of the time table. I don't really know much about them. They were, I mean, very little to do with me, to be honest. I, I, I simply noticed them in a curiosity shop and posted them his way, thought they might be good for his research. Mm. Is that so? That's not what it sounded like from the note that you sent? Oh, I mean, I, he, he, was, I mean, he was very interested in, in that sort of paraphernalia, so I, 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 simply, I simply noticed it in a shop, purchased it in that shop. The note that you sent referenced something that we have been looking for? Sounds like yes. it was something you were both very interested oh, well, in. Well, I mean, we both like, I mean, we both like trains. You saw my house number. It's a steam train with a 15 on it. Yes, I noticed that. I'm a detective. Yes, well, you know, we're both very interested in trains, but I, I, we, we've been looking for timetables and, and paraphernalia that, regarding some of the old, the old uh, British rail standard trains for, for some time. I, I noticed it in a... Would they be steam trains or electric trains? Oh, steam trains. Steam trains, of course. Can you account for your whereabouts over the last couple of days, Mrs Grockle? Yes, absolutely. She wanders over, finds what looks to be a diary, and starts listing off quite a lot of very public places that she was. Well, I was in the the supermarket for about four hours. Um, Not doing a murder. <laughs> uh, yesterday. Then I was. I, I decided to take in a show. Uh, you can see my, my tickets here. You know, I was, uh, I was I was taking a walk in the park at peak dog walking hours. I think I think actually, yes. Here's a, a there's a Polaroid that a, that a, a dog walker took. For of all me. of you police procedural fans, this is what's called an orgy of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> orgy of alibis. And is the uh, is the ticket that she tells us yeah, is that all, stamped or like? Yeah, ripped? yeah, yeah. It all yeah. like as far as you can tell, these alibis are all solid. What did she see? Sorry. What show did she see? Casablanca. Oh. The stage show? No, it was a film. Oh. But it was in the theatre. Okay. They show movies sometimes. Just interesting. Excuse me, Walensky, can you stop astral projecting <laughs> into our investigation? <laughs> Sorry, apologies. <laughs> yes, Detective, your, your voice changed ever so slightly there, but it's, it's fine. I'm sorry, I obviously need a cigarette to clear up my throat. You really do need to install a fourth wall in this building at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I can probably find you the uh, the receipt for the for the items if you, if you if you need it. That will be helpful, thank you. Uh, and sure. I suppose you don't mind if we have a look around. No, 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 please. How about your husband? Hmm? Oh, he's away. Away where? Business has been for several years now. <laughs> Just one of my little jokes. He's dead. Ah, oh. business of decomposing. <laughs> That's one of my little jokes. I really want to set her up with the doctor. They would be really happy together. Oh, my gosh. You go. She will come back with a receipt from Waitley's Books and Curios for one train conductor's hat, 
and one timetable brackets old. Yeah, you can have a look around her house. Uh, make me a flashlight, roll. Okay, here we go. Six. It's a very... It's exactly the house that you would expect this woman to have. Almost suspiciously so. It's mm. almost a suspiciously mm. exactly what this house you would expect this woman to have. But you can have a... You can, like, pull out all the books, see if there's a secret passage, or, like, just kick up a rug looking for a trapdoor, and you can't see anything. Okay. Does she have, like, a shed or anything in the garden? Yes, she does. Have a look around the shed. Oh, it's locked. Mrs. Surname... A grockle. 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 Sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, yes? Can we have a look in the shed? Oh, of course. Of course. She comes over, she unlocks the shed, she opens it up, and it's full of gardening tools. Suspiciously full, you could say. <laughs> Sus- I mean, you could say, I mean, they're very neatly organised, not a spot of rust on any of them. How nice is her garden? As nice as you'd expect. Well, Suspiciously as nice as you'd expect. Yes, well, you know, my... Marvin <laughs> loved his garden and I've kept his tools pristine in memory of him. Isn't that nice? I'm glad to hear you say that. Most of the most of the others at the WI think it's a little bit morbid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your investigation technique is you're both just stonewalling simultaneously. So it's just this poor one's like, hello, and you're just both staring, it's like, I don't. I feel like I've been pressured, but I haven't been asked a question. So. I feel like I've asked several questions about uh, what kind of train she's into <laughs> and um, why she bought a hat. <laughs> I feel like in terms of accomplishing anything, we've split the teams along the wrong axis. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. Frank, you get a ping on your pager. Mm-hmm. The station needs you to call in. You don't have, no one has mobile phones in Dusk Hollow. Please have pagers and they need to go to one of the rotary phone boxes that line most streets. Yeah, I will say my goodbye, apologise for leaving so hastily and leaving so much blood around. (laughs) That's fine, I'll just uh, (laughs) clean it. Bit of peroxide, great for getting blood out of fabrics. Sad, should be handing out that information. Well, she said she knows. (laughs) You think she knows how to get blood out? Are there any final questions? Not yet, but don't leave town. Oh, no. I wouldn't dream of it, Detective. So meanwhile, at the last drop, the last drop is a dingy establishment, still lit partially by gaslight. It's down some stairs from the street, so it's like one of them basement bars. You know, them cool basement bars, but also dangerous. Is the long drop directly above the last drop? It's it's the <laughs> it's it's the building opposite, um, and just sort of towers over. Bit of a turf war. I mean, you, you joke, but yes, there have been <laughs> quite a few murders about it. Only one drop on this street. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's quite late now, and the place seems pretty pretty hopping. Now, are we to be clear? Are we talking like? Speakeasy style where you've got your door with your slider and you've got to get in, or are we talking more like a bit more open front? A bit more open front. The door is clearly closed, like it's clearly a bar which doesn't want you coming in, okay. uh, but it's not actively trying to stop you. Kid, mm. before we go in, mm-hmm. yeah. hold your hand out. Which one? Either. Okay, I hold out both. Okay, I just sprinkle some salt into one of your hands. I lick it. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't do that, it's bad for your blood pressure. You know. In fact, take a point of damage. <laughs> Down to seven. 
Should have really made you make a constitution check, but I, you're, you're probably predisposed no, to No, because it. then I'd fail the constitution check yeah, and take fair. two damage. I played this fair. game before. That's fair. <laughs> good, good, good to know. You passed the test. Okay, yes. I then go in the inside. Yep. Uh, <laughs> as you open the door, a uh, figure sort of bumps into you as walking as they're walking past. Are they tall, thin, female, no, they're blonde short, and with a scar? No, they're short, broad and wearing an anorak. All right, then. They... Sorry. Okay, so, I mean, we ask the at the front with the um, bar person, and then from yeah. there we'll do the thing. Yeah. I trust you, kid. I trust you. You've got good instincts. Oh, jeez, that's a lot of pressure really early. Um, okay. Look, so just... the, the place goes a little bit quiet as you start to walk in, because you're, you know, you, you at least are in police uniform, Alex, and... There are enough people here in here who are definitely some criminals that they're like, mm, giving you, giving you evils. Oh, it's okay, I've seen how to deal with this on TV. Kid, low profile, low profile. Oh, yeah, you, you said that, like, Matt's game, you said that ex- exactly the right time. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No cops here. I just grab, she, she grabs you and just mm-hmm. forcibly walks you to the bar. Behind the bar is the owner of The Last Drop. She is, like... If you're looking for someone with a scar, you found someone with basically more scar than face. Case closed. Well, I mean, just every, like, she's wearing one of them short sleeve, I was going to say one of them short sleeve bar shirts, but is that a thing? I don't think that's a thing. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I okay, know what you cool. mean as well. She's wearing one of them short sleeve bar, bar shirts we all have a reference for. And all the, like, just every bit of skin's got scars or bruises. Like, she's, she runs a very rough pub and cleans glasses with a, like, the glass is dirty. She washed it in some dirty water. She's cleaning it with a dirty rag. Well, what do you want, cops? Two whiskeys and uh, some information. And I'll have a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> One whiskey. Pours it out. Two whiskeys. Pours it out. Lemonade. Pours you a shot of lemonade. <laughs> and the information I'll give you is I don't talk to cops. I've got a plan. Is there someone at the bar next to me? Yes. It's a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is a child. Okay. They're, they're, they're about eight. They're like they're just staring into their whiskey glass like they've got <laughs> they've got problems. Um, oh jeez. Uh, you're not a you're not a cop, are you? No, Mister. Cool. If I ask you some questions, could you then ask this <laughs> bartender some questions? I don't talk to cops. <laughs> Dad. No, jeez, nice. oh, I really thought I had it there. <laughs> nice try, kid. Thinking outside the box, I, I, I like it. I know what happens to snitches. <laughs> really? What, what does happen to snitches? Well, at lunchtime on the playground, you get shivved. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. This really isn't Morgan's Hill anymore, is it? It's a, it's a rough town, mister. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, does, oh, jeez. Um, does the bar person have a name tag? Yeah. It is an expletive. Beep. <laughs> okay, I can't maintain that. Mara, Mara Brack. Mara, this uh, we might be cops, but this goes, this goes all the way to the top. Like you and me, we're in this together. Okay. Why? I've got America now. I'm not American. I don't know who you are. That's okay. You don't need to know who I am. I do though. Do you know Jeffrey Mariner? No. Is there the equivalent of a sense like, motivation? Well, no, no, no. Make me a smokes roll. Okay. Make me a smokes roll. Mm, so I've got ten. I'm very charming, remember? That says so well, on my character sheet. Well, uh, what, 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 are your, what are your? So yeah, what are your expertises? 
Flattery is one of them, which I feel is quite relevant here. Okay, yeah, you want, you want to try with Flattery? Make me, make me a smokes roll. Listen, see listen here, you sexy bar lady person. Yeah, sexy. You clearly do not have Flattery <laughs> I do as not an expertise. Have that, but I could talk to him about Stevenson Regulator till the cows come home. <laughs> nine. Oh, nine, okay, yeah. How are you going to flatter Mara Brack, scarred owner of the last drop? You and me. We're cut from the same cloth. I see the toughness in your eyes. You don't survive in a town like this for as long as you and I have without something inside you. Some strength inside you. And a lot of bullets. <laughs> I can see. Scar tissue's too thick, can't cut them out. They're just in there. I toast you with a whiskey and down it. To you, Mara. To you. I like you. Though, obviously, you know. If you do threaten my establishment, I'd probably have to kill you and leave you in the back. I respect you for fine. that. It's I respect fine. you for that. I haven't killed any cops that you can prove, but, you know, you know. Were they cops through and through, though? Were they human? We don't know. Let's ask no questions. I feel like I've lost control of this conversation <laughs> a little bit. So what are, you, what, what are you here for? Jeffrey Mariner. The name, does it mean anything to you? Nothing. Right, OK, I believe you this time. OK. <laughs> well, I mean, so I have... And an ex-wife, okay, who uh, I have to find to give her the divorce settlement. So I'm looking for a woman who is tall, thin, blonde, with a scar on one eye so that I can give her lots of money and then she will give some money to the people that help me find her. Make me a smokes roll. Yeah! <laughs> I can't remember how to do that. I am on... Oh, I've got a D8! I won't even die from this one. Oh, it's a six. Every si- I saw every single one of you waiting for that one. I saw <laughs> all of you. I don't know. I don't even you. You're Marie's ex. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm not going to be a current, am I? <laughs> she said you had a beard. Oh, I, I shaved it off to prove my love. She said you were like six foot eight. I wore platform shoes to prove my love. <laughs> she said you weren't a cop. I became a cop after because of my grief because I wasn't a cop at first to prove my love. I mean, these are all very good reasons for her to divorce you, to be honest. I mean, She's around the back there. You can, yeah. have a, you can, you can go have <laughs> oh, a, no, a chat absolutely. to yourself. Oh, no, absolutely. There's a reason why, you know, um, we're... I'm paying the settlement. Sure, sure. Well, just so you know, she was with a fella earlier. Oh, so geez. maybe. Oh, uh, no. Could you give me an accurate description of the fella? I don't know, he had a big weight. coat on, kept his hood up. An anorak? Yeah. Oh. One of them cagoules. Cagoule, okay. Well, f- thanks. Which for our American listeners, I don't know what words actually translate over the pond, but it's, it's, it's another word for an anorak. A perv jacket. Yeah, one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Emma downs the second whiskey and the lemonade. Could you make me a constitution roll, please? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I've got a seven. The whiskey was fine, but it's the lemonade. Oh, eight. Yeah, I mean, Frank's right. The whiskey, no problem. But the lemonade, it's old. It's probably been about a decade since someone's had a lemonade here. And you are feeling remarkably unwell. I'm probably going to ask you to roll a d4 and lose that many hit points. Mm. Do what I do. Roll max. Or one. That's fine. Too. You lose a hit point. 
Lame. I'm now on 11. Lame. Come on, kid, let's go uh, see your, your ex. See it, the tall, thin, blonde woman in, like, a very, very sharp suit, mm. uh, sitting in the back, sipping a tall drink. Close-cropped blonde hair, scar over one eye. It was Marie, right? Mess game, it mm-hmm. was Marie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, m- m- Marie? Who's asking? W- Walensky and Murdoch, FBI. No, you ain't. No, it, that always that always works on the TV shows. That batch, that batch says does call up BD. I know, I know a B cap when I see one. I thought that, I thought you just say FBR. Okay, kid, I I've, I've got this, Marie. Sure. That's a nice suit. I flatter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Cap. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna sprinkle some salt on her. Does she dissolve? She does not. <laughs> she stares at you. Now try the goo. <laughs> Frank, the What's goo this about, officers? Does the name Jeffrey Mariner mean anything to you? No. Well, that's that case closed. <laughs> okay. Sorry for disturbing you. I'll make me a flashlight's roll. Okay. Both of us? Mm. No. Okay, good. Not you. Good. <laughs> One. Yes! Okay, so I'm okay. down to a D4. You notice that her the cuffs of her white shirt under her very sharp suit have some pretty clear dried blood on them. Mm. You notice that? She notices you noticing? She leaps up and makes a run for it. I try and no. tackle her. Okay, make me a... Let's Just have like a cricket. Let's have a strength school. check. <laughs> okay, so I need to roll lower than my strength for this one, yes, don't I? Yes, you do. Come on, lucky zero on a d20. All right. And it is on a d20, yeah? <laughs> You take her down like she's tall, but she's like like a bundle of twigs. She just goes down. Get off me! Get off me! Nice work, kid. No, I want a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. I want a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. Sure. Okay. Okay. Give me a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. She'll reach into her jacket and hand you a Marlboro Red. I'm arresting you for possession of Marlboro Red. Are you? Are you saying those words? I think I'm going to have to, yeah, because yeah. I'm a rookie and that's how I roll. Okay. Yes, kid, uh, feel it. Outside the box. <laughs> the bar goes quiet and the door opens and in walks a judge flanked by some officials from the town. Oh, this is so convenient. <laughs> <laughs> the judge walks over. He's tall, he's wearing his robes. <clears throat> Officer Murdoch. Yeah. You've arrested this woman? Uh, uh, I am trying to, but there's so much going on. What are the charges? Having bloody cuffs, um, having a scar, possession of Marlboro Reds. None of these are crimes, officer. No, but they are because because they're 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 tied to the to the to the to the mur- to the murder, so they're they're crimes too. That's. Help me! Walensky, <laughs> why are you not? Help me! You're the only None of this trust. is sufficient evidence to convict of a crime. I hereby throw out this case, the case of Marie for possession of Marlboro Reds. A note will be passed to your captain to follow up on this. Oh. What about loitering? Can we get her on loitering? The judge has okay, already okay. turned and started to walk away. The officials from the town hall follow behind him. The door closes. And just, you know, life resumes in the last drop. What a nice man. You would... None of that is weird to you. 
Just mm-hmm. so you know, that is how justice works in Dusk Hollow. When you make an arrest, the judge turns up, determines whether or not you've correctly arrested the person. Naturally. If they're guilty, they're taken away. I need you to if know. not, the chief shouts at you. I need you to know, at some point, we need to have this as a TV series and cast Martin Freeman as the straight man who just acknowledges how weird this is and no one else ever <laughs> does. <laughs> So can we arrest her again? Is it kind of the same rules of if you bring someone uh, to court it's once? It's a real bad idea to antagonise the judge. Mm. What if you arrest the judge? <laughs> I mean, you've heard that somebody tried once, but, you know, they don't work for Dusk Hollow PD anymore. And people tell, like, if, if people are suspended or they lose their, their position in the police department, they, like, they tend to end up as, like, the subject of the next crime. Mm. Well, so, that's not weird or suspicious at all. I didn't kill him, okay? And how did you know he was dead? I mean, he wasn't when I got there. So he wasn't there. He wasn't dead when you got there. I he was, was told. When you leave. I was told. Go there. I was told he'd be dead already. I was told to cut the whistle out. I was told to take the cap. And I was told to, to return it. But when I got there, he was still reading his stuff. He was doing his whole dance. I don't know what the hell. So I stood there. I had a smoke. I waited. Uh, he didn't see me. I was outside the window, and then he keeled over dead. So when he was dead, like I was told he was gonna be, I went into look. This whole job has been a hell of a lot more of a headache than it was meant to be. Who gave you the job? She's starting to convulse ever so slightly. Oh no! Quickly, Marie! Quickly! Who <laughs> gave you the job? Slight convulsing in your foaming in the mouth. Uh, oh foaming isn't going to help you, you know? Her limbs flail, Stop knocking the tool. Kid, don't touch her. Kid, don't touch her. Onto the table, and it sort of flows around, dripping down as she... <laughs> dead. That's unfortunate. Just to the wider bar in general, does anyone know what happens now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Normally Mara they're will, dead when I turn Mara up. will lean over. I mean, usually the ambulance comes... I don't know, about half an hour. We usually just walk around until then. I mean, okay. Can I touch... Oh, oh, that sounds terrible. Can I search the body? Just be careful. Don't touch the froth. Okay? That's how you get contaminated. Okay? okay. It looks like she's been poisoned. Mm. Oh, no, the stew. I proceed to search the now corpse, fresh corpse, mm-hmm. without touching the skin, maybe using napkins and taking far longer than it really needs to. Sure. There is a note with a time. The time was about ten minutes ago, and the place was the last drop. There is uh, a matchbook for the last drop, a pack of Marlboro Red cigarettes, and that's about it. Okay. She did have a bag, but the bag is now empty. Right. That's not very human behaviour, is it, kid? Carrying an empty bag around. (sighs) You know. Yes. I can tell you know. Yes. Can we take the body to the doctor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once, once, the, once the ambulance, like you can, you can, you can call it in, and Doc Smiley will be there pretty okay. shortly. So yeah, Frank, are you heading to? Are you for, are you calling in? Yes. The findings of the autopsy are ready. Guess I'll come back to the coroner's office and. Sasha, are you going with Hustleback, or are you following a different lead? I'm following a different lead, so I'm actually going to go and see Jeffrey Mariner's lawyer, because mm-hmm. you know in nine. Cases out of ten, a murder's done by the spouse. In those other cases where it's not the spouse, nine times out of ten, it's the person who found the body. And in the other cases, nine times out of ten, it's it's to do with the will. So I'm 
And those 60% are those, of the time, I'm right every time. Those are the three kinds of murder. It's a spouse, it's the person who found the body, it's the person who benefits in the will. Three kinds of murder. So I'm going to go see who was named in the will because if it's a housekeeper, I mean, case closed. So all of the crime is 0.1% of the time? Yeah. Okay, cool. Jeffrey Mariner does not well, have a lawyer. Murders. Oh, <gasps> he does not have a lawyer? No, he was quite young, he doesn't have a will yet. He doesn't have a will. Okay, well, um, who is his next of kin? Parents. His parents. Mm. Mm. And they're conveniently out of the country. Right, that's it, I'm tracking them down. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, housekeeper will know. Back to, back to Nelly. Sure. Yeah, what, what can I do for you? All right, uh, so you mentioned that Mr Mariner's parents are out of the town? Out of town? Uh, yes, I think they're in Milan at the moment. Okay, I see. And how long have they been there? I, I don't know. A few weeks, maybe. Do they also live here at this address? Not often. What do you mean, not often? I mean, they're not often Is in it a yes or a no question? Do they live here or not? Sometimes. <laughs> they're rich. Rich people live all over the place. So this is one of their legal abodes? Yes. Okay. And uh, did Geoffrey Mariner have any money of his own? Uh, not really, just the allowance he was given. Which was a lot. Like he was, he was. I mean, he was also rich, but. Okay. Back at the police station. Mm, yes. Doctor Doctor Smilton is uh, there over the corpse, looking very pleased with himself. W- which corpse? We have two uh, now. You guys. Uh, yeah, you guys can come in. He'll take one look at the body that you guys have brought in. Uh, poisoning. <laughs> Something in our drink, I think. Hmm. Yes. Uh, probably a murder. Anyway, this body, though, is fascinating. Is it? Yes, so obviously the cut marks on the chest, amateur stuff, dreadfully done. I mean, I'm not even sure how sharp the knife was, but strange thing is the heart, completely gone, but completely gone so neatly, as if it just... Stopped being there at all. Were there any, like, whistle-shaped holes in the middle of the chest? What a fascinating question. Yes. What there was, where the heart should be, in the muscle around it, there was a burn mark in the shape of... Well, it was a cylindrical shape. I hadn't really thought what it might be, but now you say a whistle, yes, was just in the shape of an old whistle. And you can see here, he just wrenches up a bit of skin and Mm -hmm. points. You, You see these little markings here? Numbers. I think numbers etched into whatever was was in where the heart should be, burned into the flesh. Isn't this fascinating? Can we, can we take a rubbing? Oh, I, or, I already of did. The flesh? Here yes, rub the cops. He hands you a very, like, gooey piece of paper. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. The numbers. Just a gooey kind of day. Uh, the numbers 9F 92251. With my expertise in engineering, and on the off chance, library use, although that's not a Dewey Decimal, mm. I don't believe. Do well, does this ring any bells? I mean, exactly. it might be a train designation. Cool. Given the given what else you've seen. Hustle back, get in here! You can hear the chief what shouting oh, all the me? way. No, that's not down. my surname. I, I checked. That's your surname. <laughs> if this is something you've done, rookie. Kind of been something I've done. I'm still wearing most of the mistakes I've made today. <laughs> I could just hand them back if someone asks. <laughs> the chief is sitting in his office chewing a cigar. If a mountain could be really pissed off with how you're handling this case, that is the chief. His moustache is bristling, which is always, always a bad sign. Hustleback, what the hell are you doing with this case? Pardon? I got City Hall <laughs> breathing down my neck, wasting the judge's time on some trumped-up charge about cigarettes. Not only that, that corpse, full assault. Why was it full assault, Hustleback? And 
I'm being told that one of your detectives is trying to hassle the mariners? Rich people! Rich people were very important in this town and are doing their own thing. And one of your detectives is bothering them when they're doing whatever important rich people things that they are doing. Does this sound like your case should have been handled like this? And why are you covered in blood? Uh, have you shot a perp? I was investigating a murder. So. All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'm not happy with you, Hustleback. Now explain what's going on with this case. This is a big case and I've got City Hall breathing down my neck. Can we hear this? Yes. Walensky, I think you're in so much trouble. Like when when the chief is when the chief is expressing his opinion about the handling of a case, all the crockery and the mugs just Good. in this it's just they just vibrate ever so slightly. What you gotta say for yourself, Hustleback? Jeffrey Mariner. Mm-hmm. As you know, sir, he was found dead earlier today. Yeah, I'm familiar with the case. Yeah. He throws down the case file. Well, I'm just reminding you of the importance of the victim, because there's just a lot of leads to track down. Okay, well, when's it going to be solved? I need results, Hustleback. Well, that's why there's been such a mess. Rich man like that makes a lot of enemies. We've just got to shake things up to... Really? Because according to this file, he had no known enemies. It's rich. Everyone's his enemy. Everyone wants to be rich in this town. Mm. So how close are you to solving it? Well, I'm looking at the coroner's report now, sir, and I'd say we're really... You got 24 hours, Hustleback. Yeah, that's what I expected. (laughs) 24 hours or you're off the case and you're off this force. Okay, sir. Now get out of my office! You can have your flashlights back now. Nice. It's just the standard meeting with the chief, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, like, pretty, pretty, like, it went quite well. Yeah, no, I feel like I've had this enough to know how to massage his ego a bit. Can I choose not to ever get my flashlights back so I don't have to have that conversation? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just accept being incompetent at my job, please? So, on that gruff, shouty note, probably going to call the second episode to a close. I found a legitimate clue, guys. Legitimate clue? I am very excited. Then she died. Oh. I've got a legitimate clue. I've not been following it, but I, I might later. <laughs> I've got a clue that I don't think is legitimate. I mean, maybe this is in the 0.1% of crimes, but... <laughs> the dramatic conclusion to this adventure of Dusk Hollow PD will be coming in, I believe, two weeks. That sounds about right to me. OK, so we will see you then. Bye. 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 <laughs> This episode is distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. For more information, visit RustyQuill.com. Tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.